I'm Ruxandra Guidi, host of The Catch, a podcast from Foreign Policy and the Walton Family Foundation about the seafood we eat and the impact it can have on our world. This season, we'll hear how Norway is handling cod's changing migration patterns and what it says about fisheries in other parts of the world. Season three of The Catch is out now. Elon Musk says his company implanted a chip in someone's brain. New rules will make kitchen stoves more efficient, and we may have gotten a glimpse of a newborn great white shark. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Tuesday, January 30th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. The U.S. mixed up enemy and friendly drones in an attack that killed three American troops. More details are emerging about the deadly drone attack on a U.S. military base in Jordan on Sunday. That attack killed three members of an Army Reserve unit from Georgia and injured more than 40 others. Yesterday, officials said that American air defenses failed to intercept an attack drone because there was confusion about the identity of the aircraft. An initial assessment suggested that the weaponized drone may have been mistaken for an American aircraft returning to the base. The incident has put pressure on President Biden to respond. He blamed Iran-backed militias for the attack. These groups have launched near-daily assaults on U.S. forces in the region since the war in Gaza began in October. Yesterday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke to the press about the risk of a wider conflict in the Middle East. I think it's very important to note that this is an incredibly volatile time in the Middle East. Um, I would argue that we've not seen a situation as, as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the region since at least 1973, and arguably uh, even, uh, even before that. The year 1973 was the Arab-Israeli War, also known as the Yom Kippur War, when both sides recorded heavy death tolls. Number two, an ex-IRS contractor who leaked Donald Trump's tax returns was sentenced yesterday. Charles Littlejohn leaked thousands of confidential tax records filed by the wealthiest Americans beginning in 2019. That included President Trump's tax information, which he leaked to The New York Times. The next year, he shared the financial data of thousands of wealthy people to ProPublica. The news organizations published reports showing how Trump and other rich Americans paid little or no federal taxes for years. Yesterday, Little John received the maximum possible sentence of five years in prison. The judge said that the sentence reflected the fact that he had targeted a sitting president and thousands of others. In court, Little John said he had wanted voters to see Trump's tax returns before the 2020 presidential election, and that he knew he would eventually be held accountable for leaking the data. Number three, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton requested the medical records of transgender youth from a clinic in Georgia. Texas banned gender-affirming care for minors in September last year. That ban doesn't bar families from seeking care elsewhere. And the telehealth clinic in question says it stopped providing services to minors in Texas after that state's ban took effect. But the Republican Attorney General requested the records of Texas trans youth late last year, dating back to January 2022, before the ban. The Georgia Clinic told The Post that the request was an attempt at intimidation, and it said it would not turn over patient data. 
The request reveals that Paxton has been looking in multiple states for information about the health care of transgender youth in Texas. A hospital in Seattle received a similar request from the attorney general in November. Elon Musk said his company Neuralink implanted a brain chip in a human. That's number four. The billionaire made the announcement yesterday on X, his social media platform, formerly known as Twitter. He said that the unnamed patient underwent the procedure on Sunday and added that they are recovering well. He also said that the initial data from the device looked promising. The implant marks a significant step for Neuralink. It places it among a handful of companies that have tested brain chips on humans. Neuralink says the chips could eventually be used to help people who have lost the ability to use their limbs. But some experts have concerns about the safety and the ethics of this experimental technology. Number five, new rules would make gas and electric stoves more efficient. Yesterday, the Biden administration finalized a scaled-back plan to make new stoves less energy-intensive. The rules are set to apply to stoves made in 2028 or later. And they could increase the price tags of a few new models by a few dollars. But in the long run, the improved efficiency should save people money on their gas and electricity bills. One thing the rules will not do, however, is ban gas burners. There was a heated debate last year after a Biden appointee suggested the burners could be banned because they posed a risk to human health. A ban is not in the works, but conservatives will probably still use the relatively modest new stove rules to attack President Biden as a climate radical. Number six, Toyota issued a recall for some of its older cars. The company issued an immediate do-not-drive advisory last week for its 2003 and 2004 Corolla and Corolla Matrix models and its RAV4s from 2004 and 2005. The company said a defect in the car's airbags could explode and shoot sharp metal fragments, potentially killing drivers and passengers. The U.S. recall affects about 50,000 vehicles. So if you have one of these cars, you should stop driving it. Toyota said you can contact a local dealer to repair or replace the airbags free of charge. And at number seven, new photos may show a rare glimpse of a baby great white shark. A scientist and a wildlife filmmaker captured footage of a five-foot-long shark off the coast of California in July. And it may offer clues to one of the ocean's greatest mysteries, where white sharks give birth to their pups. A new study argues that the shark appears to be shedding a whitish layer that could be embryonic fluid. That would mean it could be a newborn, maybe only a few hours old. The wildlife filmmaker who spotted the shark said it looked clumsy and wobbly in the water, like a baby. But not all scientists are convinced. Even the paper's authors acknowledge that the white layer could just be a young shark with some kind of skin condition. And even if the paper's claim is correct, they cautioned that it's hard to know from a single observation what this sighting means about the species. So follow the link in our show notes to see a picture of this shark that's either an adorable newborn or just an awkward young shark with bad skin. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, a great way to support our work is through a subscription to The Washington Post. Right now, an all-access digital subscription is on sale for just $40. That's down from $120, so you can spend the extra 80 bucks on brain implants or something else. Subscribe to The Post by going to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll meet you back here tomorrow.
If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters? And why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. Mm -hmm.